This is the Coming Out Loved and Supported Podcast, the group for the LGBTQ plus community and family of LGBTQ plus wanting to learn more and do better. I am your host, Annie Henderson. I'm a certified professional life coach and also a member of the LGBTQ plus community. We are so glad you're here. Please like and subscribe. And if you know anyone that is needing support as they are going through their journey, please share because I honestly believe by doing so, we can save lives. Welcome to the Coming Out Loved and Supported Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Henderson, your coming out coach. And I have a special treat for you today. This is an oldie but a goodie. This episode is actually from a previous podcast that I hosted with Brian Zielinski. And it was called, and it's still there if you want to check out old episodes. The podcast is called The Happy Mama Village. And this is an episode where Brian was interviewing me during Pride Month um, in, gosh, 2020. (laughs) So I hope you enjoy it. It's a little bit of a deeper dive into me. And Brian does an amazing job, as always. Enjoy. You are listening to The Happy Mama Village, a podcast for mamas, about mamas, and by mamas. Brian and Annie are both certified professional life coaches, passionate about empowering mamas to live wholehearted lives, find purpose in the mundane, and embrace feeling lit from within. Brian's expertise is working with women going through or recovering from a divorce, loss, or breakup. Annie is an expert in helping families thrive through shifts in mindset and parenting techniques. If you are feeling overwhelmed and unseen and are wanting to take you and your family beyond the status quo, this podcast is for you. We are so happy you are here. Welcome back to another week at the Happy Mama Village. Today, we are talking about National Pride Month with our very own Annie Henderson. (laughs) We are your hosts, Annie Henderson and Brian Zielinski. Here at the Happy Mama Village, we discuss all things pertaining to happy mamas, like relationships, parenting, self-care, mama tips, being LGBTQ, and so much more. So, Annie. Yes. Yesterday was Father's Day. What did y'all do? (laughs) We did a lot of nothing. So, (laughs) Scarlett's actually was at her dad's. So, she was doing that. Um... The day before, we had just gone by my dad's and took him some little sweet treats and kind of planned for to have a dinner at our house the following week. So okay. we're pretty flexible on all holidays, right. um, all all things like that. You kind of have to be flexible when, you know, you're co-parenting. Right, right. What about you? Well... <laughs> Well, it was, it was, it was a good day. It was, it was kind of a hard day, mm-hmm. um, kind of a hard weekend, um, just anticipating, um, the, the Father's Day. 
we we did we went to my parents and had brunch with my dad the girls and I did and and then we watched church online so so that was that was great we had we had a good time with them um you know uh you know Brinkley was kind of pretty sad this weekend she has been wearing one of his old hockey jerseys oh. <laughs> um for the last couple of days she's been sleeping in it and so which means she wears it all day long um <laughs> we're still <laughs> under we're still under covid um <laughs> dress rules at our house um so you know but I just tried to stay busy. Actually, I did a lot of um, dad things, typical dad things. So I sm- I used the smoker. I used Will's smoker and smoked you. some salmon. Yes, I tried to do it all by myself because this is the second time I've used it. And But I still had to have my neighbor come over <laughs> and, and help me a little bit with with getting the fire started and stuff. But I'm getting better at it. So I'm really, I'm kind of impressed with myself. Yeah. You are. <laughs> uh, I, I grilled some chicken as well. I did some hanging stuff. I, hang, I hung some um, things around the house. I cleaned up some, I pulled some weeds so yeah, I was. You I try to stay, stay busy. pretty busy. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. if you're busy, you don't have a lot of time to think or feel. So <laughs> <laughs> that was. We were laughing hard on that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm glad y'all got to spend some time with with your your parents as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was good. It was good. 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 Well, you'll have to teach me about that smoker someday. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, Annie, today we're going to be talking about National Pride Month because it's June. We're going to barely sneak in uh, this episode <laughs> before <laughs> before June runs out. But that's okay. That's okay. It's always a good time to talk talk about it. So kind of tell us kind of what's going on in this community right now. Yeah, so <laughs> there's uh it's a it's a big big month for us. Uh and it's it's interesting because I'm on I'm on TikTok. So I see a lot of people also kind of privately and secretly celebrating um when I on TikTok using that platform to really reach out to the LGBTQ community. So I will talk a lot more, um, and reach out a lot more, whether it's a kind of a story about some, some fears I've had or experience. And then I will usually have people reach out to me and say like, Oh, like, I appreciate your courage. I'm not there yet. Um, so it's, it's beautiful how there's little kind of pockets and communities, which we didn't have Mm. back when, or I'm sure there was, but as far as I knew, we didn't have a lot of these kind of communities where you could reach out to people. So if you lived in a small town, like I do, you just had to, (laughs) you just had to tough it out and and hope to know somebody in a, in a different city uh, that you could talk to and and relate to. So there's some amazing Facebook groups I think, have we said this before? Like, there's a Facebook group for everything. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've said it to me because several weeks ago, you were, you told me, you made me, um, you forced <laughs> me to join some 
grief um, Facebook groups for, um, you know, widows and and things. And and I did that. And you're right. Has like, that been? It, you know, it's it, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword um, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. in some ways it is very supportive. You do get – I do get to say things in there that I would not say on my – my Facebook page, mm-hmm. my personal one, or or mm-hmm. maybe even to friends and family, um, because they they can't relate, you know. Um, right. It may not make sense. So in that way, it's encouraging, but but then it can also it can also be triggering at at the same time. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. it's a little bit of a double edged sword. But all in all, it's been good. I'm not in there like twenty four seven because I'd be a bit much. That's good. Um, that's like a good uh, that's a good social <laughs> media rule for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So so yes, to answer your question, there really is a Facebook group for everyone. Yeah. So there's. I'll tell you. Um, some of my favorites, uh, and most for most of our listeners, it won't apply. But um, if you know somebody, you can always direct them that way. But there's there's some that are married, like married lesbians. There's a Christian lesbians group. There's a later in life. So that's although I came out in my twenties, I still felt like it was later in life because. Um, <laughs> Considering <laughs> now that I'm actually later in life, a little bit more, I'm sure there's still You're people. You're still not even later in life. It's late, later than before, you know. <laughs> yes, so, it's always later than before. Yes. Well, so when I talked to Sam, my partner, she knew when she was like five years old. So compared oh, to her, I yeah. was later. I was later. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So... Yeah, there's always great groups to reach out to. Um, and one thing I wanted to share before I forget, and I might bring it up again uh, as we go, but I don't know if you saw this, but the Supreme Court, I believe this month, ruled that gay, lesbian, and transgender workers are protected from job discrimination. <laughs> it took a while, but there we okay. go. Okay, so uh, silly me, I would have thought that was already a thing. Right, right. Same with all other kinds of equality, right? Same with so many things. Like, well, how do you just, I guess, I guess in my, so when I saw that, I didn't really dig into it um, just because of, you know, other stuff in my life. (laughs) Um, But I, I guess I thought, well, how does that work? Like you can literally discriminate against someone for being gay and lesbian or transgender. Yeah, like that's a, yeah. that's a, that was a reasonable or a lawful reason to fire someone. <laughs> right. I like the, I like the question in your, in your voice. Well, it makes no sense. Yes. No. Yeah, that had, seemed a little strange. I know. I've had, I've had a friend that was, um, that was fired. And I'm sure, you know, they they never want it to seem like that's that because it, it never looks or sounds good. But that was a huge fear uh, for me. Wow. It, like, it was so, so scary just thinking you're going to get fired. And and it's, I, I worked in, you know, several schools. So education can be scary because you have all those parents with different thoughts and beliefs <laughs> and they right. <laughs> some uh, stupid parents <laughs> all those parents <laughs> uh and then as i got to experience different um 
working at different schools, there were definitely some schools that were more open and welcoming. And of course, this was, you know, a few years later, each one. So everyone was slowly evolving. But there was one campus that was I loved. I, I, so I'm sorry, I'm rambling a little bit. But I worked at one campus. And I remember when I first started, and they wanted to put everyone's family pictures up. Which sounds great, unless mm. <laughs> right. unless you're brand new to the school and still partially in the closet. So to my family and friends, yes, I was out. Uh, to a whole new staff and families, that was very, very scary. So oh, I just never turned in a picture. <laughs> oh, okay. I did not. I did not. And eventually, you know, I had some coworkers that took me out and were just asking questions. They knew, <laughs> like mm-hmm. most good friends do, right? <laughs> um, and just asked me questions until finally I was like, okay. <laughs> and, okay they were, fine. and they were awesome and they were very supportive. But yeah, I went to another campus that had something similar, but they had, they had several families that were out and they had their pictures up. So it was like, Oh my gosh. So it's just kind of speaks to representation. Right. Right. Thanks. And what we don't even think about like those, that's a, for, for the straight world, you know, that would not induce fear. Right. Everyone's proud, proud of their family. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so since June is National Pride Month, um, before this month passes us by, we wanted to start a two-part series on being LGBTQ. Um, Current issues surrounding this community of people, parenting, LGBTQ kiddos, and and more. So next week, we're going to have an amazing guest join us to discuss his journey through coming out to his parents. Um, but today we're going to flip this script a little bit and I'm going to be interviewing Miss Annie. So <laughs> I like that. Are you Ms. ready? <laughs> are you ready, Annie, to get started? Uh, I think so. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll start off. I'm going to start off easy. So first question, when, when we first began our podcast, you were a little hesitant to expose this particular part of yourself. So what what changed your mind to oh want goodness. to do an entire episode, to a two-part episode on it? <laughs> right, right. Well, first of all, uh, Pride Month is always pretty empowering. So it's like, yes, it's time. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's oh, definitely a process coming out. Um, I posted something not too long ago about, okay, every... Everyone, whether you know it or not, you know someone in the LGBTQ community. It just right. might be a matter of if they have chosen to come out to you or not. Mm-hmm. Right. You may know more than you think you do. <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely different levels of being out. I've been out since my mid-20s. Okay. But <laughs> like there's some people- Your old age. Yeah, yes. You're later in life. Yes. Now, this year I will turn 40. So it's oh, it's, it's definitely a process. There's okay. people you, for me personally, I came out to people I know would 
unconditionally love me and accept me. Okay. And it wasn't really my mom or dad first. <laughs> okay. But I feel okay. like I feel like that might be normal. Right, right, right. No, I would I would think that's true. Yeah. You know, you share with maybe uh, a sibling or some really close friends. Right. Right. So 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 what changed so what changed your mind? I'm gonna nail you down on this one. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be a tough interviewer. So what what changed your mind about you because you have progressively been more open because in the very first few episodes you were hesitant to even say Sam's name, but you would never refer to her as a her or a she. You <laughs> the, would, the sneaky, you would, <laughs> the sneaky yeah. Sam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So part of it is just my my own evolution, my own personal work. Uh, and part of it is being able to coach teens, um, being able to coach people that are older than me, maybe in their 50s, that, and and knowing just personal friends <clears throat> that are still not out and okay. you know hearing their their fears so i i love my family's story and i love how much we are loved and supported okay yeah so being able to share what it can look like on the other side Mm. And how, yes, I've been there and it was so scary. Yeah. And so having talked to those people, it gave you more courage or you felt more empowered. Yeah. That's awesome. Definitely. And I mean, whew, I have I have some clients, you know, that, that come out to me and they just, they feel stuck. They, right. they don't want to talk to their parents or their kids. But, oh my gosh, I feel like it's come so far, so far. Um, I have yeah. a I have a friend that wrote a book called uh, Bad Theology Kills. Um, and it definitely goes into the religious side of everything, which is a huge, huge one. Um, right. Brian, I'll have to ask you, have you ever watched uh, Queer Eye? So yes and no. So I used to watch the Queer Eye for the Straight Guy back like what 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. So like the original. Um, I watched that one. I have not seen the reboot. Yeah. So I've never seen the original, but I started watching the reboot and there's some really good episodes. I'll have to add it in our Facebook group. One of the ones that really spoke to me because there are some situations where, you know, they're in the South and they're mm -hmm. helping people down there. And there's a lot of kind of talking Bias. about church and talking about religion and how things can go together because they're not always just helping um, in this new one, uh, the LGBTQ community. They're helping, you know, straight people. They help um, this church. And uh, anyway, there's some really good dialogue and really good scene about what some of the the main guys had gone through. And then it just shows how, you know, there are churches now that are, are open and welcoming and affirming and not just... Right. Come in, we have a conversion therapy for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so I'm glad that you brought this up because this, I do have a question about this later on. So let's pause 
this, the religious, because I do, I do want to come back to this in a later question. Yeah, if that's okay. Definitely. So, so a couple of years ago, I want to say, well, two, two years ago, I read a Facebook post um, about from Jen Hatmaker. She's a she's a Christian, you know, writer, speaker. Um, she's awesome. And she was going to, she went to a pride parade in Austin, I believe, or San Antonio, wherever she's from. And she gave out mom hugs. Mm. And she's not the one that created this idea, but she was talking about her experience giving mom hugs to people at the pride parade. And that just really, I don't want to say for the first time, but there was something that was that was very moving, like really pricked my heart about that because mm-hmm. I had not really considered how um, thirsty the, some of these people might be for a mom hug, mm-hmm. a, a hug from somebody that feels like a mom hug because a mom hug is different than a friend hug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And that just broke my heart that there are people that – have lost relationships with their parents um, because of this issue. And so so I decided I would do the same thing for the Dallas Pride Parade. So I went with um, my neighbor across the street um, who uh, is – she's gay. And she went with me. And um, I held up my sign and I gave out um, mom hugs. And it was awesome. I loved the experience. But here's here's what I what dawned on me as I was walking when we first got there, and I was we were looking for a place to stand on the on the parade route. Is how um, flamboyantly everyone was dressed. Mm-hmm. Like it was like carnival. I mean, it was like <laughs> it was it was like a costume party. And I wasn't really, ex- I was not expecting that at all. And so at first it was a little, it kind of, uh, it was a little shocking, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then I, it reminded me, cause it was so crowded and you're trying to make your way through these people. It reminded me of being at a Cowboys game, Dallas Cowboy game. We used to go when I was growing up, we would actually go to the stadium and watch. And when, when the game was over and we'd get out and we had to make our way through these masses of people. It reminded me of that because everyone at the cowboy game, or most everyone, is dressed in cowboy gear. You know, like some people are got their faces painted Such and all this kind point. of stuff. Yes, <laughs> and 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 so walking through this crowd as a straight person, I felt like a Philadelphia Eagle fan walking through (laughs) the Dallas Cowboy masses, you know? Um, And I thought, you know what? That's what they feel like 364 days a year. They feel like I feel right now. They're walking through the straight community masses and maybe they're hiding you know, mm-hmm. who they really are. Maybe they're hiding their affiliation. Maybe they're not wearing their uh, Philadelphia Eagles jersey because they don't want to, <laughs> you know, get booed or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And and that really struck me that, okay, so this is why on this day in this environment, they are being loud and proud. Because when I go to a cowboy game, I get dressed up, you know, I wear a jersey, you know what I mean? Right, and yeah. 
it just like how freeing that must be on this day in this place they get to be whoever and whatever is inside of them right yes it's such a safe feeling space yeah um and and it just that i so that was that was my kind of mind altering it kind of made me see things in a in a little bit different perspective so so how does that kind of resonate with you um if at all yeah no i love that i love that uh, so i still remember the so I, I kind of chickened out and just wrote my mom a letter and mailed it snail mail <laughs> by myself some extra time. Um, but I remember in it because I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily the flamboyant kind. I'm, I mean, I, I love everyone that dresses how they want to dress and expresses themselves, but that wasn't going to be me. And I knew that was probably one of her fears. Um, but I wrote that in the letter, like, it's this doesn't mean I'm going to have bumper stickers all over my car. Like, I'm still me. I'm just, I'm the same person. Whew. Um, okay, take your time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I recently read something that was talking about how they can see why there are so much of the LGBTQ community in acting because they've mm. been wearing a mask their whole life. They've right. been pretending. They can pretend and pretend to be someone else. Right. Um, and that really hit me. Right. Yeah. That that makes sense. That does make sense. So, so now we're going to get to the question that I kind of put on hold a few minutes ago. So... I know you and I both grew up in, you know, religious homes. We we both grew up going to church. We both go to church still. I know that's a big part of both of our our lives and and our experience. So, how did growing up in a religious home affect your journey? So, it definitely stalls you out immediately. <laughs> uh, because I've been in and I've I've sampled around. Um I grew up Roman Catholic. Uh and then I attended a Pentecostal church. I got to know some Mormons when I was in, in college. Like, I loved hearing from everyone, uh, their thoughts and their beliefs. And, and of course, at the time, I didn't even fully realize and grasp. I, I knew I was different. <laughs> uh, but I, I never really knew it. But I always felt like I was kind of searching and asking questions. And they were all pretty consistent of, if you're gay, you're going to hell. Hmm. And I think most churches, I feel like, still have that message. And let me just go on record right now so that I can be perfectly clear is that there is not a thing in this world that you can do, think, or be that is bad enough that God won't love you. There is nothing that God won't forgive. If you turn to Jesus and and you love Jesus, he's already, he loved you before you loved him. So there is nothing that excludes you from grace, in my opinion. Amen. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you that's for the god that. that that's the god i believe in so yes yes and and part of my journey has been finding the right church 
Um, and yeah. I have. My crew's awesome. incredible. And I think... Whew. All right. Let me, <laughs> give me a second. You got this. You're oh. good. I think that's a huge thing for people to hear. Because I hear it from clients and even myself that that they are you know that god hates this sin and um you know i've ha- had people tell me they'll pray for me um <clears throat> not in the good way yeah yeah i was like great <laughs> and i i mean i'm all about the prayers give me all the ones that you want to give <laughs> Um, but I (laughs) don't get it confused. I don't think I need prayers because I'm, I'm a lesbian. Um, but I think this is where it's so damaging, um, that people will turn away from, from God or, or religion or church because, uh, because of what Christians will say. And I, right. like you said, I don't think they're speaking for God at all. Right, 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 right. <sighs> I, I, it, I'm, I'm a little tongue-tied at the moment because there's so much I want to say and there's so much I feel so passionately that God doesn't hate anyone. God doesn't hate anyone. I mean, he wouldn't send his son to die on the cross a horrible death and to live a horrible, you know, life if, if he hated us, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Jesus loved everyone. He loved, he still loves everyone. He loved us before we loved him, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so the, the wacky wacko people, <laughs> you know, standing on the street, you know, with signs, you know, that God hates you and you're going to hell. Well, you know what? Um, God doesn't hate and we don't know. We, we don't get to decide what God is or is not going to do. He's God. We're not. And I think you're going to be really shocked and surprised when you get your ass to heaven if you make it there <laughs> and there's going to be all sorts of people there that you might not expect, yes. you know, cause that's, a, that's God's choice, not ours. You know, yes. we don't get to decide that. I, in um, my opinion, in my humble opinion. Yes. No, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Have you seen the signs, uh, that some of the churches are taking to the pride parades? Uh, I don't know. What do they so, say? Like, and I pulled one up just so I could read it. Um, like, some are like, sorry, it took us so long. <laughs> yes. I'm yes, sorry. Yes. We're here to apologize for the ways that we yes. as Christians have harmed the LGBT community for not yes, listening. Yes, I love that. For judging you, for hiding behind religion when really I was just scared. I've looked at you as yes. a sex act instead of a child of God. I have looked down on you instead of honoring your humanity. Yes. Yes. Maybe that's what I'll do this year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to take an I'm sorry for... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to take an I'm sorry for churches in general. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No, but I love I love the mom hugs. I want... I would... <laughs> if, if you're going to do that again and 
all the pride parades are back on, then I will totally be there with you. <laughs> well, I, I got it. in trouble last time because my friend said I was <laughs> hugging people too long. <laughs> the long ones are the ones, the healing ones. See, that's what I thought. And it I'm is. like, but that's a real hug. Like, it's a long. And she was like, yeah, but you're kind of being creepy. So you need to stop. So they'll, they'll tap out. I was like, you'll, you'll feel it when it's time to release. <laughs> Maybe you could just prompt them. Long hug or short? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. I'll start asking. So that's funny. That's funny. Okay. So uh, what, if anything, could your friends and family have done differently or better when you started coming out? Um, hmm. That's a great question. I think Thanks. I try really hard. Yes. You're, you're a good podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I feel like it's the same with anything, just letting them know that you're listening and that you're there to support. Um, so it reminds me of what I would teach the kids of being like an upstander versus a bystander and how... The upstanders actually speak up and say what they think and they feel. And, you know, with with Black Lives Matter, I feel like this is like so many, (laughs) so many of the same stories, like speak up and let people know. Because if if I don't hear or see that you're an ally, then I assume you're not. Right, right, right water break (laughs) that's okay um what what could your parents like did you feel like and maybe this is too personal and if you don't want to answer that's okay how how did your parents react did you did you get the response that you were expecting did you get the response that you wanted was it a process uh so my (laughs) so my family isn't a huge uh, my how about my family of origin? The one I was raised in is not a huge communicators. Okay. We're, uh... I mean, hell, you wrote your mom a letter. I did. should speak volumes. I did. And then, yeah, and then when my brother asked me to be a surrogate, he emailed me. <laughs> that's, that's how we do. But that's not how I'm raising my young kiddo. Right. We are very open... Um, uh, I don't think, so here's the thing. I didn't really wait for acceptance. Um, I was definitely always scared about coming out to my grandma. I was like, oh, I'm going to kill her. (laughs) Um, so I never officially did. And I think that's the thing. Like, you don't have to like not everyone deserves <laughs> deserves like an invitation to your coming out. You don't have to do that and explain. And some people are better just when you show up and you're happy and they and they can see it. So with Sam, I just started bringing her to family functions. I never officially said anything. Like when I introduce her, I just say, "This is Sam." <laughs> and most people got it. <laughs> and and i'll say this like no one's been rude like everyone loves sam 
she's the most beautiful, <laughs> amazing person. And, uh, you know, some of my friends and family will joke, like, we like her more than you. She's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like that's where people can get confused and, and scared. Um, because like I, like we said earlier, you know, somebody, <laughs> you know, and probably right. really love somebody that's, that is LGBTQ. Right. Um, and it'll, there'll, sometimes there'll be some people and even like at, even at church that I'll assume are out and they're not. <laughs> no. Oops, because, you know, please. sometimes your, sometimes your gaydar <laughs> goes off. Right. <laughs> And, but you, you never, you know, you don't, I guess, assume, but living your authentic self gives other people courage to do the same. So that's a huge yeah. reason of what, what's shifted inside of me showing that, okay, I am happy. I'm on the other side. I don't have people attacking me or being rude online or offline because mm -hmm. that's not who I surround myself with. Right. Um, and, and if I did, then there would definitely be boundaries. Right. And, um, and yeah, so go ahead. <laughs> I heard well, your breath. I, was gonna, I well, <laughs> I was going to say what you said just kind of struck me as ironic or that, you know, you just, you just started bringing Sam and you never really had that conversation with your grandmother. You know, you never like came out um, to your grandmother and it kind of seems bizarre in a way if you, when you stop and think about it, that anybody would have to come out of anything Right. Did you come out you know, straight? <laughs> yeah, like I did not have to come out straight. You know, like, why are you having to come out of anything at all? Like, it is who you are. You're already in it. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, yes. And, and so, like, when are we going to get to a point where it's not a thing to have to come out or to have to have that conversation? Like, mm -hmm. what a what a pain like yeah, what a right. pain to have to have these all these extra conversations with people like mm -hmm. I don't have to do that I didn't have to do that like okay I'm gonna start dating men now right you know like right. I, I like boys so I'm gonna go tell my second cousin that you know I've decided that I like boys and I'm gonna start dating and yeah them. and just just <laughs> think, just thinking about it like if I had to go back and come out to everyone before I could be happy and live my life, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, that's just crazy. It is kind of crazy when you stop and think about it now. I mean, I know that it's kind of so ingrained in us at this point that, that that's a thing. It but is. It, and it's, it's kind and of it's, a bizarre thing. Yeah, it's definitely starting to shift. And But you know what? So it's starting to shift in families and in places where – the children feel loved. So mm -hmm. there, I, there's so many young kids <laughs> like coming out and because, because they're, because, like I said, they're, because they're loved. <clears throat> I, but on the flip side, there are some that are, you know, they will almost take it to the grave. They'll wait till they're an adult or wait till they're out of college 
um, wait till they're, you know, separated from their parents before they feel that they can do that. Um, and that's so, so sad because those formative years are so important. Yeah. I, I, I've known at least one person who came out, I guess, um, when he was in his sixties, maybe, yeah. maybe not, maybe not quite 60, maybe really mm-hmm. late fifties, but mm-hmm. I mean, he, he'd been married for, mm-hmm. you know, decades. He had two kids, he had grandkids and like that makes me sad. I mean, it makes me sad for all of them. I mean, it makes me sad for his wife, you know, um, but it also makes me sad for him that you lived that long, really hiding yourself, not being your authentic self. Right, right. So, so one of the things I was thinking about, because of course I was married um, and I had Scarlett and I would never change that because Scarlett's the best. <laughs> She's awesome. <laughs> and I she know is. that's just part of the process. And if I had changed any of that, then I wouldn't time timeline wise or wouldn't have met Sam probably wouldn't have had Scarlet everything would have would have been different um but um in some of the groups I'm in I see how people are like oh gosh imagine if like we could have come out in high school or college like how different life would have been um I personally when I uh was in high school there was only one boy that was brave enough to be out and and so that was back in the 90s 99 (laughs) was when I graduated so the 90s and you know if you think of 90s in small towns that was not okay not at all right and if I asked Scarlett if she has any friends or knows anybody that's out there's probably a handful or two yeah. And that's just the ones that are her friends or that she knows of. Uh so I definitely feel like it is we're sending we're sending the right message that it's okay to be who you are. You don't have to pretend and you know, live in misery or f- have a fake life um right. for decades. Right. Right. So so Annie, where are you where are you now? Where are you today in your journey? Mm. Thank you for asking. So as you can tell throughout this episode, it still uh, it still gets me in my heart. Um, sure. Which is why I feel like, oh, it's so important to still talk about. Because if I mm. am as happy as I am with my relationship and so supported, I can't imagine not having it. Right. Right. So... I have a a private Facebook group called Safe and Out, um, where, kind of like what we were saying before, a place where people can come and be themselves and talk about their fears and their worries and their their journey and also hear from people that are are out and how things are and um, for people that are in small towns or, you know, don't know who to talk to or get to get out and meet people. It's a perfect community to support and empower and encourage one another. Um, And I also 
um, recently put a post up saying, you know, reaching out to families of LGBTQ because uh, it's it's hard. It's a it's a process, and to if you had you know visualized your kid's life one way, and then suddenly it's going to shift a little bit, even though they're right. the same person. <laughs> but right. what? But parents, you know, they have this dream and they want it to be one way, even though it's not their life to live. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am offering the service of that's my next question. Oh, 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 what is it? Sorry. <laughs> that was my next question was to tell everyone what you've recently added to your life coaching repertoire. Oh, see, I was just combining them all together. <laughs> okay, well, so okay, now that I know that was more of a personal question. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so where am I on my so my own personal journey, my daughter yep. is 13. My we're going on year nine together. Like I said, we are surrounded by nothing but support. But awesome. going through all of that, it was so, so scary. So scary having, you know, fear, fearing losing my daughter custody wise, my, okay. my home, my job, like family and friends. It's so scary. Um, just right. to, just to have that and do that. So that's why I have that group and coaching wise, how I want to help coach people that are going through that process. <clears throat> Cause I recently, um, someone had reached out to me for, for coaching and she was, she had already had a separation talk with her husband. They were, you know, getting on the same page, but all these, you know, obstacles and emotions can get in the way. And she had messaged me back and was like, okay, I think because of COVID, we're going to postpone the separation. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh. So even if, you know, because COVID causes financial, some financial issues and just some things, but there's always something you can be doing to move forward. Um, And it's so easy to stall out. In, in so many areas, but so being able to help coach people through that process and support them, especially if they feel like they're going to be rejected. Um, so being that, that coach and then on the other side, helping families get through the, the process and being able to help their family come out stronger on the other side instead of doing some damage to the family unit as a whole. And, um, like you said, we're, we have a, another episode scheduled coming up and I'm so excited to share his story. And it was actually his mom that I had spoken to, but she, um, had suggested we interview him. So I might see if I can get her as well, because she did a complete 180 and I'm so proud of her. But it took some, there was, you know, some, some damage done before then. And I want to help people skip, skip that phase. (laughs) Let's just skip that. You don't have to go through the damage and, you know, possible addictions that are caused by it. Um, So that's, that's where I am with, with coaching. I'm still, you know, I still have in mom guilt for overwhelmed moms. (laughs) Uh, But I definitely wanted to 
reach out to the LGBTQ community and let them know that they are loved and supported and there's, there's help for them too. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you are the kind of person that likes to help others, then please share this with friends and family. If it helped you, then it will probably help others. Also, if you're needing support and inspiration daily, then connect with me at Life Coach Annie on Facebook. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen today. If you could do me a favor, please leave a positive review so that more people in the LGBTQ community can find meaningful content that motivates.